Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television show The Littlest Hobo, where myself, Katie, and my friend Stefan watch every episode and then we talk about him. How you doing, Stefan? I'm doing okay. How are you? <laughs> I'm not doing too bad. You know, I'm uh, excited to talk about this episode while also very sad to talk about this episode. <laughs> uh, if you listened to last week's episode, we did not like it. Hmm more of that <laughs> yeah but we're gonna be very serious about this one there's gonna be more no monkeying so. around <laughs> we're not gonna be serious was... about this we're gonna make so much fun of this episode <laughs> so much fun of this episode uh that was a beautiful segue that i just laughed through <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is season six episode two the monkeys of Bahar. Sure. Yep. There's three of them, by the way. <laughs> three monkeys. Or There's three, three monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> There's three of everything. Three everywhere. Come on down to Rachar. <laughs> We've got three of everything. They're all on sale. It's our claim to fame. Yep. Three of everything. Have you? I can't remember the name of it. In Florida, there used to be this sock store, but instead of selling socks in pairs of two, they came in pairs of three. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much because you're going to lose one in the dryer exactly. to the gremlins. <laughs> so you'd always have an extra. Or like a hole. You put a hole in one. <laughs> yeah. And ah. they were always like the patterns weren't exactly identical, but they would like match enough. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think we should do that here. <laughs> just bring that. What do you call it? Three, we call it three socks. Three, just keep it simple. It's nice and simple. Right? Three, three socks. socks. <laughs> you heard it here. Nobody steal our idea. We're going to trademark opening, that. We're opening three socks. We just have to say trademark, right? Yeah, just trade. Good. That's how it all works. Cool, cool. <laughs> Legally binding. I've already trademarked so much stuff on this show. <laughs> so much. I registered the trademark for uh, Slinky Wolf not too long ago. <laughs> That's really going to be a hit. Yeah, I think Truly so. I think so. Yes. Yeah, that could be a kind of sock we sell. Ooh, the slinky, slinky wolf. wolf. It could have like the wolf head at the toes <gasps> and then a slinky all the way up the ankle. That could be the new style. This is very 80s, like leg warmer, but like slinky instead. Yeah, just yeah. one big long slinky with a wolf head on it. <laughs> I think we have some. Come on there. down to three socks. I guarantee you that would be like on an Alexander McQueen like runway show. Absolutely. <laughs> like that is In totally. In <laughs> Yeah. Something that would happen. <laughs> the more we so. say the title, the more it's going to sound like it's a Klingon, a Klingon warship, <laughs> yeah. like a Klingon homeworld. <laughs> yeah, that would be more fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the synopsis for this episode, uh, my synopsis is taken from Wikipedia, so it's a little shorter than yours mm. from last week. Hobo solves the theft of priceless statues. Well, he doesn't though, does he? No. <laughs> yeah, the way to part two. <laughs> yeah, but you know there is a theft in statues. Yes, there is. Uh, and it aired September 20th, 1984. Yay. <laughs> okay, so the episode starts with uh, a shot of a hotel. Did mm -hmm. you recognize this hotel? It's the Ramada <laughs> Hotel, because I only know that because there's an advertisement at the end of this episode for it. It was a Ramada Hotel. It's a Delta now. It is. <laughs> I actually love hotels a lot. I've stayed in this hotel. As soon as they showed the atrium, I was like, well, I know this hotel. Really? <laughs> yeah, the atrium... It looks fairly different now, but it still has those weird, like, slopey glass, like, windows. And How do that, you like, remember pool. that? Like, I love hotels. I've stayed at a whole bunch of hotels in Toronto, including, like, York, <laughs> like, the York Hotel, like, all the, and I'm yeah. like, I couldn't tell no? you anything about them. I, fun fact about me, I love hotels. Like, legitimately, I love staying in hotels. I like visiting them. I used to work in one. I don't know why. I just enjoy them. Uh, but, yeah. So I totally recognize this one. Like, That's amazing. Oh, now, the only thing I can tell you about the York Hotel is that it smelled <laughs> like smoke and there was a dried up banana peel on our um, fire alarm. Ooh. I yeah. hope you asked for a new room. But I should have known because everything from York sucks. 
Come out of York. <laughs> yeah, this hotel is in Scarborough. <laughs> yeah. Much better. Much better than York. <laughs> if you want a good hotel to stay in Toronto, the Holiday Inn Yorkdale is a great choice, though. Oh, okay. Duly it's noted. right across the street from the subway. <laughs> nice. The, That's been hotel hour. <laughs> there we go. With Katie. <laughs> yeah. Registered trademark. Sponsor me, please. <laughs> so, yes, we're at a hotel. There's these two guys who are moving this like draped in black cloth thing into the hotel. A gust of wind like blows the cloth away. They reveal a display case with three golden monkeys. Who moves the display case with the objects inside of it? They're firmly in there. <laughs> they are glued. Yes. <laughs> like super glued. Somebody just a gorilla glue and was like, yep. This is it. <laughs> They're now yeah. moving. <laughs> so many questions. Anyways, Hobo's watching this all go down. They bring it into the building and then we get... The history of these statues. Yes. Voiceover. I don't know who's doing the voiceover. But they have a lovely. Maybe it's the same. It's Prospero. It's Pro, yeah. No, it's uh, it's the guy who plays Proust. It is the hotel oh, manager. Okay. He's just dropped his voice down. Got you. Because it's just a little lower. Um, telling us the history of these statues, which I won't tell you because it's unimportant and doesn't matter and made up. Uh, but it is important, Katie. But, Each statue has a power. Something it's about one's like the, physical. The, one's the, the power of the mind, and, the power of the body, and the power mm, over others. Yeah, I was like, I wonder if there's a fourth statue <laughs> and what its power is. I think its power would be like the power to get as much candy out of a 25 cent <laughs> machine as you want. <laughs> to get two snacks out of the vending machine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Every I'm time. Like, you're like, you put the quarter in one of those like Skittle yeah. machines and it just doesn't stop until oh. you want it to stop. You, you just like fold your shirt <laughs> out a little bit and make a pocket, big, a big, <laughs> you just pour them into your <laughs> just shirt. keeps going. You just walk through the mall. Yeah, just chop it down. It's like you have the equivalent of like 80 bags of Skittles in your shirt. That sounds like a Skittles commercial, to be yeah. honest. And then you've got the golden <laughs> statue in your back pocket. Yeah. And it's making monkey noises because that's all they do, apparently. Yeah. Yes. Also, so this scene, all of a sudden, the statues are like in a black background. There's flames in front of They're them. They're flame broiling them. <laughs> they are flame broiling. Isn't that what you think of when you see the it flames in front like, of the camera? Yeah. It's a Burger King commercial. It's definitely a Burger King commercial. They're flame broiling the monkeys. <laughs> monkey whoppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rest your trademark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not made of monkey they just like have monkey buns you get three of them yeah. three patties <laughs> straight from rock, rock, rock. <laughs> best beef ever <laughs> beef <laughs> <Tried to be. laughs> they're not monkeys beef with quotations with a registered <laughs> trademark <laughs> yeah totally beef mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so this whole scene voiceover black background weird sword at one point it's a samurai sword Sword. they're like spinning around i wrote uh this looks like what a 12 year old who found their dad's old camcorder would film yes (laughs) as they burn the house down (laughs) yes they like this is exactly what they they have little like flames going in front of the camera and like a cheesy little just like hand they they figured out the ottoman spins (laughs) so they're spinning it manually (laughs) yeah this is a hundred percent with some child discovering a camcorder would make yep. to tell the background of these statues it's so bad <laughs> and it's not even the worst thing in this episode oh so. no oh no <laughs> Yay. there's so much worse in this episode <laughs> i can't wait to talk about it okay so we get that little background on the statues then we cut to the hotel manager droog droog who is formerly <laughs> mr prouse yes uh, he was also murphy in double vision yes the one with the mayors so we've seen this guy before uh, he's got a little British accent going in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is explaining that the monkeys belong to the discoverer of them, which is a Sir Edmund Wincroft. Yes. Uh, he's the chief stakeholder in this hotel, which is just opening, apparently. 
and the monkeys are going to be exhibited in this like they've turned a conference room into like a little exhibit yeah it's for like a little monkeys. viewing room <laughs> yeah apparently they're worth like three quarters of a million dollars and they sure. don't post a security guard 24 7 well, on that's it. what i wrote because there is a security guard there but he's like the hotel security guard yeah he's like this is way too risky i'm like yeah because your pay grade is probably not high enough to be protecting three quarters of a million dollars and this is a huge hotel and something's <laughs> gonna happen it's the opening <laughs> of the hotel you're gonna get called away yeah absolutely because he does seem to be like the only security guard yeah in this building. listen there's four hockey teams on the third floor okay oh, you are getting a call at 2 a.m on, on the hockey teams <laughs> it's not even the children it's their parents it's the parents. The kids have gone to sleep at 2 a.m. Yes. It's the parents who got together in one room for a big old key party, and they're all drunk <laughs> off their butts. Parents are the worst. Sports parents are the worst. Especially the ones in York. Worst. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> I hope somebody's getting danger pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Droog is giving his staff a little speech. He's telling everyone they need to keep their eyes and ears open. Uh, he says, especially you, Thurber, who's like this nerdy bellman. Do you recognize Thurber? No. Uh, he was one of the guys in uh, The Imaginative Invalid. Oh. And he plays much the same kind of bumbling character okay. in that one. I quite like him, actually. He's a <laughs> yeah. lot of fun. I like him in this episode, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty fun in this one. Uh, <laughs> we find out the monkeys are going to be there for a week, and Sir Edmund is going to babysit them, like, personally. He's yep. going to show up soon. and He's going to sit there 24-7. <laughs> He's just got a cot in there. <laughs> Billionaire English, <laughs> I think English. Explore- or- He's welsh it's hard to tell with him yeah explorer Um, yeah he's gonna sit in a conference room yeah 24 7 for a week yeah so you can look at these little gold monkey statues (laughs) yeah he's so proud of them and they look these monkey statues look like what you would buy at the dollar store and they just spray painted them gold yes 100 (laughs) percent. they put cheap sticky gems on them yes the red jewels yes like ah, people think those are rubies yep they they fell off between shots (laughs) i guarantee it definitely these are so cheap it was someone's job to put them back on yeah the intern <laughs> yep uh, so then we cut to a random part of the lobby where there is a fortune teller exactly how you picture her yes um she's signing books for people in the lobby she's like using a crystal ball to like tell their fortunes signing stuff for the them. crystal ball is way too small isn't it's it It's tiny it is like the size of a baby's fist of like the massive jawbreakers. You remember yes. the candy, the jawbreakers? Yeah. That's how big this thing you is. You turn in the 25 cent machine, you get 500 of them. <laughs> yeah. You just keep bouncing out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Causing havoc. Just you can throw them everywhere. at people while they're jogging. Those would do damage. So <laughs> they are weapons. <laughs> Literally break someone's jaw. Uh, so yeah, she's like, we get her. Her name's Madame Juge. She'll become important later on, but for now we just see her signing books. Yep. Yay. Um then we get, for lack of a better word, some jive music. It that is exactly what it is. It's jive music. It's early eighties <laughs> hip hop jive. Yeah. As a man like walks into the monkey conference room. Yep. Some jive and a maid is looking on. She's like watching him like beady eyes. Uh, he's wearing like headphones. He is a black man. She's yes. racial profiling this man. Well, she's French. She's a literal French maid. <laughs> she so is, we've yes. got all the characters in here. We've got yes. the uh, fortune telling gypsy. Yep. Uh, we've got our, yes, poor Mr. Jones, Jones. who mm-hmm. is African American. Mm-hmm. He's dancing around with his headphones on. Mm-hmm. He's a, he is a jive talker. Yep. Uh, we got our French maid. We have our tubby security guard. We've got our Nerdy. English aristocrat who's going to show up later. We've got our nervous hotel. It's like bad clue. It's definitely bad clue. I think I mentioned clue at some point. It's 
bad clue. It's a bad clue. <laughs> so she watches him go into the room, uh, and then we get a shot of him with his headphones on, like admiring the monkeys. Uh, he sees her looking into the room, and he's like, "Come on in, like you can check him out too." And then he makes some comment about checking her out or something. Like well, he, he does a kissy face to yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> sure uh, uh, remember all this stuff listeners yeah. <laughs> this is all gonna come back in part two it, yes uh so she comes in he leaves uh at this point thurber comes in and he like creeps up on the, the french maid and freaks her out a little bit she slacks and she's like don't do that uh we find out she's his wife this is marion the maid muriel muriel that's it not marion muriel muriel uh and <laughs> she is thurber's wife She's clearly the one who wears the pants in this family. Um, she tells him that this is his chance to be a hero. And he's like, I don't want to be a hero. Like, I just want to yeah, do my I'm job. I'm just the bellboy. <laughs> like, stop it. Uh, she says someone is planning to steal the monkeys. And she knows who. And she points out to Mr. The Mr. Jones, the yeah. piano player we just saw with the headphones. She's like, she's convinced. She's been watching him. He is going to steal this, these monkeys. <laughs> she has nothing else to go off of that we know of. Nope. Just he's black. Yep. And he was looking at them. And he was admiring the monkeys. Yep. So clearly he's going to steal them. So Thanks, Muriel. You're, you're a real great one. <laughs> uh, at this point, Thurber's like little, I don't know, it's like a beeper, but it also is like a radio yeah, walkie-talkie. A, uh, like a shortwave radio yeah. they're all talking on. That they yeah. can communicate throughout the building. Goes off and he like he pieces out. He's like, I gotta leave. Then we hear the sound of a gong. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, in my list of characters. <laughs> Here they come. Here we get the gong, and then we get the most stereotypical, generic Asian music. We're pulling out all the stops, and all the stops are bad. They're all so bad. And then we see two new characters. We get a very, very tall man in a black robe. He is very tall. He's so t- Legit 6'8", Taller than the door frames. Yes. So... He's tall. I actually wrote he reminds me in the scene because the black cloak, Andre the Giant and the Princess Bride, yes, when they're storming much. the castle. This yeah. is him. <laughs> Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> bye bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye bye. I love that movie. It's very good. <laughs> so good. I like the eel puppets. Ah, yes. The evil, so the evil eel puppets. <laughs> Uh, and then we meet the second guy who's with him, who is a much shorter man. But I mean, anyone would look short standing next to this giant. Yes. Again, traditional Asian clothing, but I know nothing about Asian cultures. And knowing the hobo, it's probably just something they bought at a Halloween store. It is. It's definitely. They're wearing um, pretty standard looking geese. Yeah. They're shiny, so they're like show geese, but they're. They've got the dragon on the back. So this shorter man, we talked a little bit earlier. I hadn't seen the episode at this point, but you had. You were not sure if this was actually a man of Asian descent. I looked it up. Did you? I did. He is. He is, thank God. Yes. (laughs) His accent, though. He's definitely putting on. Oh, he's more than put it on. He is Like, like over the top. He's turned the L's into R's. Yes. That's all you need to know. Excuse me. How much power? Rocks of power! That is the accent, and I kind of feel bad for this man. And he screams every line. He screams every line. It's so stereotypical, this character. I mean, thank goodness he's actually Asian. Yes. I was worried we were going to get, like, I love the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's, but I cannot watch it because of Mickey Rooney. Yep. I thought we were going that route, and I was like, woo, woo, we do not. Uh, so this man's name, the character's name, is Kai Wu Lee, and we do find out he's a Taekwondo master. 
in this scene, basically all he does is yell at Thurber uh, to go get their bags. Yep. And they piece off. So Thurber goes outside where they've just ditched them in front of the doors. Yep. <laughs> uh, and he starts picking them all up. He drops his little like walkie-talkie radio thing. Um, Hobo has been watching him from the outside. So he picks up the beeper and goes in with him. At this point, the hotel manager, Droog, spots the hobo and he's like, what? The, get that dog out of here. <laughs> yep. This is a hotel. We have a no pets policy. <laughs> so uh, Thurber then says, but Mr. Wincroft has a German Shepherd that goes everywhere with him. What if this is that German Shepherd? So convenient. How? Yeah. <laughs> so convenient. Uh, so Droog is like, okay, we need to be... We need to be safe, like, just in case. Go lock that dog somewhere, <laughs> just in case. Uh, so Thurber brings him to, like, a service area. Having worked in hotels, I don't know what this room is. It's like a laundry room, it's I think. not even a laundry room. It's a room with nothing in it but an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> like, it serves no other purpose other than it has the elevator. This is literally the room in hotels that is the elevator room the yeah. guests use. Not this one. Not this one. Um... So, yes, he shuts him in there. And, of course, Hobo is immediately like, cool, elevator. It's the button. Did you notice the shadow? No. There's a shadow on the right side. It is clearly Chuck's, and he's pointing to the elevator. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you can see Hobo look up, and then you see the shadow move, and then he's like, and goes over to the elevator and hits like, the button. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so, yes, Hobo gets in the elevator, and he goes down. Uh, we go back to the monkeys. Uh, so, at this point, Kai Wu Li is looking at the monkeys, uh, him and his like uh, companion training disciple, partner, I think. Yeah, yeah, disciple's probably a good word. Uh, they're they're alone in there, just checking it out. Uh, we go back to the fortune teller, Madame Juge. Juge. I'm gonna call her Juge. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> monologues. Uh, she just gives a monologue as Kai Wu Li starts leaving the room. He stops to listen to her. They have a little look. It's nothing really important. I'm sure what she said was important. Um, uh, no, it's not really. <laughs> it's just her being all like fortune telly, like blah, blah, yeah. blah, spiritual. Blah. That's all she does. <laughs> but then she does say something about moving objects with her mind, at which point a little like stand on her desk flies towards tall man's head. Yep. <laughs> he grabs it, crushes it, and then walks away. Yep. Nobody questions the fact that something just flew off that desk. It's all its irrelevant. Own. It's all irrelevant. Does not matter. It's a beautiful reverse filming, though, <laughs> yes. where like they, they throw it the other way and then yeah. they reverse the film. It's great. That's good stuff. But yeah, she just made something move with her mind and yeah. she just threw it at a gigantic <laughs> man. Yeah. And it has no impact at all on this episode. Never cool. comes back. She never uses this ability again. Nope. Nope. Just okay. Fine. Um, at this point, she grabs a book like she's been signing books and a woman has obviously picked one up to get her to sign it. And then Madame Juge is like, no, not that one snatches it out of her hands she's like that was like the first print it's very special sets it aside yep not shady at all nope <laughs> she signs another one for the woman at this point drew who's kind of been like chilling in the lobby checking things out <laughs> peeks his head into the monkey room and <laughs> turns then he like we don't see what he sees we just see him peek in and then he closes the door and like grabs his head in his hands and does some great like ah, acting yep. and immediately turns the sign around that says like monkey exhibition or whatever to like showing soon. Yeah. <laughs> this like, guy, mm. um, I want to point out, he acts with his eyes all the time. Yes. Like he's got big eyes and he constantly, almost like, uh, what's that puppet's name? What's the Muppet's name that uses his eyes? All the, it's not, is it Grover? Where his um, eyes always peel back? His eyelids always go like, Ooh. 
I can't tell you for sure. I think it's that Grover. Sounds right. Yes. Yeah, he's Grover acting the heck out of this. He is very over the top. <laughs> um, everywhere he goes, they put in. Did you notice they put in the squeak of his shoes? No. They dubbed in the leather squeak of his shoes at every scene he's in. <laughs> and then in this scene, um, when he's walking away from the door, something falls off his back, and I think it's a microphone, like the. <laughs> the top of a microphone and he actually kicks it as he's walking really? and they kept that shot <laughs> we don't have time to film again no nope. one will notice <laughs> yep it just falls off of him and he boots it this season does already seem much more low budget oh it, it, it is like the hobo already was fairly low budget. this is they're scraping the bottom this is they are doing those ctv dollars aren't coming in quite <laughs> yeah. as quite as hot and heavy they're not going to blow up any more buildings for a while <laughs> no I'm, I'm guessing we're not going to get any big like set pieces anymore um we are going to get a scene later on i can't remember if it's in this episode or the next episode where you will visibly see the microphone in the shot i never noticed these things <laughs> <laughs> but that's amazing i'll let you know when we get to it i can't remember exactly where it is but <laughs> okay. i know that it happens i'm excited um so uh yeah he turns the sign around clearly a monkey is, or has gone missing or all of them we don't know yet um at this point wincroft has arrived um and he shows up with his own german shepherd not the hobo so both droog and thurber are like whoop that's not the nope. duck. <laughs> uh, Droog shows Wincroft around the hotel. He takes him to the atrium. This is where I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely the Delta. <laughs> he says, he says, we consider it the finest in the city, perhaps in North America. Would you perhaps like to see the atrium? We consider it the finest in the city, perhaps in North America. Like, that's a big jump, don't you think? <laughs> it's very bold, especially since I like the Delta. It's a great airport hotel <laughs> it's a great i need somewhere to stay for the night near the city hotel i just like that it's the finest in north america <laughs> definitely not even the finest in that city it's like wait until you see the greatest <laughs> hot tub in the universe <laughs> <laughs> trademark <laughs> trademark world's best world's best <laughs> anyone can say that <laughs> uh, so yeah he's showing him the atrium we see kylie Wu and his disciple doing like taekwondo i don't know if it's actually taekwondo because all i know about taekwondo is it's korean <laughs> that's all i, I know. couldn't tell you anything either <laughs> um <laughs> practicing in the atrium uh we find out that kai Wu lee is actually like a big movie star could have fooled me yeah I, I, i'm <laughs> as shocked as you are because <laughs> uh, he's in town making a movie called cult of the monkey based on a book that wincroft has read yep very excited um <laughs> this point wincroft spots madame juge uh, they're introduced. She offers him the first print copy book that she had snatched from the other woman. Mm -hmm. um, she thinks he'll find it moving. She's <laughs> not suspicious at all. This woman is not suspicious. No. She's very unsuspicious. I don't know what you're talking about. No clue. <laughs> uh, Hobo's been watching all of this, but now he decides he's going to go ahead and check out on the, check on the monkeys. So this is where we find out, but we already knew that one of them is missing. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, what a shocker. Yeah. There's only two. <laughs> At this point, Hobo spots Jones walking away. Again, we get that horrible jive music. Yeah. Every time. Um, Hobo kind of follows Jones. Juju's watching Droog enter the monkey room. She's like been keeping tabs on everyone. Yeah, she's right outside the room. Yeah, so she's been watching the comings and the goings. Uh, at this point, Muriel, the maid? Muriel? Yes. Yes. Um, we go to her. She's cleaning kai wuli's room or his disciple which is amazing because he just got there just arrived like again having worked in hotels not until the next day 
No. Unless they ask. And, and he couldn't have been there for more than an hour or two. No, yeah, absolutely. And that room is not dirty. Nope. At all. So she's clearly just snooping. Yeah, just snooping about. <laughs> she's just using her key card to snoop away. Yep. Because that's what she does. She, like, looks in his bag a little bit. She pulls out some nunchucks. Yeah, like, she seems alarmed by nunchucks. I know. He's a like a martial arts yes he's gonna have a star. pair of nunchucks <laughs> like they're a flashy weapon exactly super ineffective <laughs> stefan knows all about them you're more likely to hit yourself <laughs> yes. i'm quite good with nunchucks <laughs> if i do say so myself and i'm still more likely to hit myself than anyone else <laughs> yeah they do no actual damage they do not to other people <laughs> yes they were designed to capture spears that's why they were made they were literally made so that if a samurai came at you with a spear, you'd use it to wrap around the spear, and then you would discard the spear and the nunchuck, and then you would fight. <laughs> you're not hand. meant to hang on to, and you're definitely not using two at the same time. Oh, that just always makes me laugh a little when I see people doing that. Like, oh, it looks cool, but... Yeah. Oh, uh. yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she finds the nunchucks. Then she, like, peers into the, like, cupboard, and we get... A horrifying shot. Yeah, this is something you could actually freak out about. This I would absolutely 100% freak out about because it is a stuffed monkey. Yeah, petrified. Yeah, with its mouth wide open. Yeah, its eyes are open too. <laughs> yeah, like it's horrifying. And she rightly is like, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like runs away. <laughs> I don't want, why do they have a stuffed monkey and why are they hiding it in this cupboard? <laughs> why is the mouth open? <laughs> so many questions. Run away. Um, as she leaves, the hobo enters. He's in the room. She l- closes the door and locks him in. And then Big Man shows up. Yep. This is when I really realized how tall he is. Because he has to duck under the door Yeah, frame. he lurches his way into the room. <laughs> right? Uh, hobo is hidden. Somehow the balcony door is left open. And the hobo I... just goes to chill on the balcony. Because that's yep. what you do in a hotel. You just leave your balcony door open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kind of looks around. He's like, oh, the cupboard's open. That's weird. Closes it. Takes his nunchucks. He leaves. Then we cut to Droog, who is talking to the security guard who is upset. He's like, I only left for like two minutes. Like, uh, they're missing. Um, then we go to Kai Wu Lee, who is talking to the big man. Uh, Hobo is watching from the balcony. He's like chilling in the balcony, looking at them. Uh, he spots Madame Juge, who's also watching the yes. conversation from a different area. He's like, that's suspicious. <laughs> uh, and also Jones, the piano man, apparently also lives at the hotel. Or he has rented a room at the hotel. He, okay, yeah. So this is, we're going to touch on this in a bit. <laughs> Probably next episode on how yes. this all works. Because it doesn't. No, it does no. not. Because Jones is in the room next to the hobo having yes. a conversation on the phone about how they're not going to be able to sell the monkeys because they're too recognizable. They need to melt them down. Yeah. So we're like, oh, okay, Jones. Maybe he did steal the monkeys. <laughs> at this point, Kai Wooly looks up and spots hobo in his room. Yes. And is rightfully pissed. Yep. Like, what the F is a dog doing on my balcony? <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to uh, Muriel and Thurber. They're talking. She once again is trying to push him into this hero role. She's like, I got two more suspects. We need to go track them down. Like, she's so determined. Don't worry about doing your job. No, no, no. We need to crack this case, make you a hero. Yes. This is how you stop being a bellman. Yep. <laughs> this is how you move up in the world, Thurber. <laughs> uh, and then at this point... We get a shot of the hobo in the hotel room, and then the hotel room door flies open. This is the best shot of the episode. And there is standing Wu Kylie, and he gets very angry. Yes. Yells at the hobo. Yes. And then there's a weird shot of him 
he like jumps and slides along the top of the dresser drawer. <laughs> he baseball a slides vase. into a lamp. <laughs> yeah, or a lamp. Yeah. And it's so weird. Yep. It's that, so He's bizarre. not even close to the hobo. Nowhere near the hobo. It's so slow the way it happens. Yeah. Like it's not aggressive. I feel like he almost laid on the dresser and someone pushed him. <laughs> yes. It almost has that level of energy. Yeah. Uh, it's so bizarre. It's like the person who was filming this had no idea how to shoot martial arts action. The man playing the character does not know martial arts. <laughs> I mean, how hard would it have been to find somebody who knew martial arts and was Asian. Or just new martial arts yes. and could choreograph something. Right. He's like, like, okay, so first of all, a flying dropkick I don't <laughs> believe is part of Taekwondo. I'm going to go and no. I'm going to go. I've never seen a martial art where the flying dropkick is a part of your arsenal. <laughs> no. It's a strange one to start with. Yep. But uh, yeah, w- w- how hard would it be to just find somebody who knew karate yes. and could throw something in there? Right. Everyone takes karate when they're 12. Exactly. You take it for six months and you quit. <laughs> So true. All you get is a yellow belt, and you're like, wow, this sucks. Yeah, because you probably had some, like, Cobra Kai-level, like, karate person, and you're like, no, no. You wanted to be Tommy from Power Rangers. (laughs) Yeah, this is not what I signed up for. This is going to take three years? You have to keep doing the same punch over and over again. Yeah. You're going to have to wait till I'm 18 (laughs) to get my black belt, and then I have to register my fists as weapons? <laughs> eh. <laughs> yeah. It actually works against you if you ever get arrested for assault if you have a black belt. Really? Yep. It uh, comes up. I guess it would. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you know what you're doing. <laughs> yep. You know how to kill a man. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I only got my blue belt. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta keep it below. I still know how to kill a man, but uh, you know, they it doesn't know show that. up on a record. Yeah, they don't know that. Uh so yes, he slides across this dresser. <sighs> it's so dumb. Uh, at this point, um, Marion has left Thurber. They had their little conversation. Thurber starts walking down the hallway. He hears like the crazy commotion, <laughs> and it is insane. There's like screaming and banging and glass breaking, yeah, going on in his hotel room. So he's standing in front of the door. Jones comes out of the next door. He's just amused. He's just like, "What the f is going on in there?" I'm like, Ooh, have fun. You're gonna open that. Good luck. Yep. Because <laughs> Thurber is. He's just about to open the door. And the room is just a disaster. Uh, and the hobo is just sitting in the middle Unscathed. of it. Unscathed. So I want to know what went down <laughs> in that tiny hotel room. It's a blink dog. <laughs> yeah, you just get blinking in and out. Yep, in and out of reality. <laughs> yeah. Kai is There's like oh, 30 that. more frozen hobos in that <laughs> yeah. shed at that colonial <laughs> <Yes>. heritage <laughs> just <dying>. museum. Yep. <laughs> just frozen corpses. Just throwing another tarp over them. <laughs> the old people are just like, oh, another one. Yeah, yeah they oh, keep popping one. out. What is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically Thurber talks to Kai Wuli the hobo pieces out while the doors open uh, Kai Wuli does not want anyone in his room no he's like don't bother cleaning it I'll clean it privacy please yes that's the door um, we go back to Droog who is standing with the security guard talking about the monkeys again he's like how did they go missing it's as if they were spirited away he keeps saying they even though one yeah. is missing weird um and then he's like spirited away haha light bulb that movie that's amazing <laughs> it's such a good movie Haku. it's not gonna be made in 20 or another 25 <laughs> 30 years but it's good it's gonna win an oscar yep <laughs> it's very good um he knows he's like light bulb moment he needs to go talk to the fortune teller lady yeah that's gonna solve everything 
Thurber and Drug interact. He's trying to tell him like what he's figured out, like what happened. <laughs> like, uh, your room's destroyed. Yep. <laughs> and Drug is like, nope, I need to go talk to that fortune lady. <laughs> go away, <laughs> Thurber. <laughs> he ignores him. Uh, he goes to talk to Zhuzh, whatever. Um, <laughs> he blames her for the missing monkey. He basically accuses her of stealing it. Um, she insists it wasn't her, but she did know it was missing because she's psychic. Right. Um, so she can help him find it together. Mm. Mm-hmm. She goes to her crystal ball. She does a little, mm, she's like getting a golden image. The monkey is calling to her. She's describing something. As she's describing it, we see Muriel pushing a cart in the hotel. She just randomly decides to open. It's like a the room service cart. Yeah. Also, she doesn't work in room service. That's a totally separate department. Well, there apparently there's only three employees <laughs> at this, this gigantic hotel. hotel. Uh, they do everything. She just randomly decides to lift the lid on the food. <laughs> and yep. lo and behold, there's the gold monkey. In with the leftovers. Like the French fries. Yeah. It's so weird. She was probably going to steal some French fries. To oh, be 100%. She's like, She's going to so, put them in her. So in hungry. Her. I She's going to pay me fries. near enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> so at that point, Muriel decides to like radio Thurber. She's going to yeah. tell him about the monkey. Uh, this point, she's just ditched the cart in the middle of the hall yeah. to go get Thurber. Well, she, she wraps it up. She does wrap it up, and she hides it. Sticks it in a storage closet. But she leaves the cart in the middle of the hallway. Instead of waiting for Thurber, she goes to get Thurber. Yes. <laughs> Weird. Um, at this point, Jones comes out. He sees the cart all left alone. He kind of walks past it. Hobo's watching. Jones goes straight to the storage closet. <laughs> he knows where it is. Uh, at this point, the fortune teller, Madame Juge and Droog arrive. At the cart, she's convinced she's nailed it. She's like, she's re- she lifts that up. She's like, ta-da, monkey. Nope. So she grabs another one. Ta-da, monkey. Nope. Just foods. <laughs> just foods. Um, so at this point, they just leave. Yeah. <laughs> they just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> like, no discussion, really. Just like, well, well, that was a dud. Um, so they go back the way they came. And at this point, Jones exits the closet with the monkey. Uh, he sees the hobo. He kind of smiles. He leaves. He closes the door. He so like hobo gives him a little him. saucy little wave. Yeah, like, He's like taunting the dog. <laughs> I've got the monkey. <laughs> it's like, like Wiggum. Do you remember the episode where everyone riots and Wiggum has all the police attack dogs? Yes. He's got them all in the van. Yeah. He's like, they look pretty, a little pretty angry there. Chief. He's like, oh yeah, I've been starving them. You know, <laughs> yeah. singing off key. La la lu li li lu la. Opens the gate and they all attack him. Yeah. That's what Jones is doing. <laughs> That's definitely what Jones is yeah. doing. Yeah. He's just like, I'm going to torment this dog. Yeah. No way I will see this dog ever again in this hotel. <laughs> no, never. It's not going to come back. Uh, at this point, uh, Muriel and Thurber arrive. She goes to grab the monkey, and clearly it's gone. Uh, so she's very confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go back to Madame Juge, who's having another flash, like a blinding vision. Uh, another monkey has gone missing. Whoa. That's her vision. No, Droog is like, God, no. <laughs> no. He's having his worst day ever. Squeaks on over. <laughs> he squeaks on over. And indeed, one is missing. Uh, at this point, we get Wincroft, who is like coming down from his room in the elevator. Droog is totally perplexed. He's like, how did, I, did another one go missing? For some reason, everyone has decided to just convene in the conference room. Bad clue. Like everyone. So... Madame Juge is there, Jones is there, Droog, the security guard, Muriel and Thurber, uh, who else? And Kai oh, and his yeah, disciple. Yeah, Kai Wu Lee and his disciple. Everyone is in the room, confused about the missing monkeys. Wincroft enters. He already knew the monkeys were missing. 
Like they thought they had kept it from him, but he's like, I heard one went missing this morning and now another one's gone. Uh, and Drew's like, ah, crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. We might as well call the police. Wincroft is like, no, I don't want any publicity for this hotel opening. None. <laughs> None That's why I brought ever. the monkeys here. Yeah. These three quarter of a million dollar monkeys. No publicity. <laughs> no, I want anyone to know that this hotel that I make money off of is opening. Yes. <laughs> Please now. Um, he tells them that they need to find the monkeys within the hour or they're all going to be fired. Well, the ones he can't fire. I don't think yeah. he can fire <laughs> the fortune teller or the taekwondo experts. <laughs> yeah, you guys are fine. Yeah. Uh, and no one's allowed to leave the hotel or check out of the hotel until they are found. Pretty sure you can't do that either. Um, and he offers a reward, $25,000 to whoever finds the monkeys. That is the end of the episode. Thank goodness. To be continued. To be continued. <sighs> Yeah. What'd you think? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Flaming garbage. It's so bad. It's, it's a bad episode. It's a pretty bad episode. Bad. Since we've just done the rankings of all the episodes from season <laughs> five, I'm pretty sure I already have a ranking for this episode. And let me tell you, it's not going to be any higher than a D. It'll be a D if it's lucky. I was going to say, if it's lucky, this will be a D. Because it's, it's so bad. Like right off the bat with that horrible voiceover amateur hour scene and i was willing to fly with that because that's just weird (laughs) and i'm okay with that but then it it just devolves into these people aren't interesting no they're not fun thurber's the only one who i'm cheering for and that's more the actor than the character it's written like he tries to make that his own and he he does a good job i don't care about any of these people i don't care about these monkeys nope this is a monetary thing oh no this rich man had his golden monkeys stolen that he oh. probably stole from the yes, people they're who not his. belonged to. He didn't make them. He discovered them. Excuse Disco- me. Discovered is just the English way of saying they stole <laughs> it and put it in a museum. Yeah. Yes. He took it from somebody who. He actually... didn't discover King Tut. King <laughs> no. Tut existed. Yeah. We just stole, stole it. it. Yeah. Now let's ship that to Britain. Yep. <laughs> Pop her in a museum. It's ours now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no sympathy. I no, no. This episode is it's not well written it's not well paced no the music it's is stereotypical just as, like yeah those characters music is bad mm-hmm. um yeah just no no good at all no, no good at and all and it's gonna in part two more so but like the fight scene was bad like everything was it's, bad. it's only gonna get worse folks it is only gonna get worse but hopefully we will try and make it better by talking about it in a funny hopefully funny it was way. enjoyable to hear us talk about yeah. it yeah it's so good. Sometimes the bad episodes are fun to talk That's about, too. That's true, yes. At least they have something to talk about. The ones that are the worst are the ones where just nothing. Nothing. Just At least not- something happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not running for six minutes. Yes. <laughs> um, did you? Did the one you watch have the advertisement for the Ramada renaissance hotel in toronto at the end of it i don't think so but i'm as soon as it hit to be continued i hit pause oh no okay. i so. think if you watch the one on youtube it actually has an advertisement for both the hotel oh, really? and tilden car rentals <laughs> and it's like everybody from the littlest hobo stays at the ramada renaissance hotel in toronto <laughs> in toronto guests of the littlest hobo stay at the ramada renaissance a very out of the ordinary luxury hotel featuring non-luxury prices like it actually because that's wow. the hotel they use when they <laughs> film well, that makes sense. I mean, it is yeah. a great hotel. Just saying. Uh, but yeah, you can't this... stay at the Holiday in Yorkdale. The Delta Toronto East is also a good choice. Um, <laughs> Sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> this has been Katie's what you hotel, hotel, hotel talk. Hotel. We registered the trademark. We just yeah. got to look it up because somebody t- keeps track of that in a directory. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's their job. <laughs> yeah, it truly is an episode where everything happens and nothing entertains. Nothing. No. I poked around because I did watch it on YouTube. Uh, would you like to? Hear one of the comments. Yes. 
Krista Brewer, three years ago. I thought all of these episodes of Little Hobo, Littlest Hobo was great, but I was wrong. I guess I didn't remember the show like I thought I did. I still love The Littlest Hobo, but there were two or three episodes I didn't like. I'm not too fond of shows with Ouija boards, psychics, seances, or crystal balls. So not That's clearly, her, her not a shoe. fan. Yeah. I guess the other episode is the one with Neil Diamond and Megan <laughs> yeah. Follows. Yeah. Probably not too, too fond of that <laughs> not, one. Not that was your problem with this episode, though, was, the, was the, the gypsy <laughs> fortune teller <laughs> with a crystal ball. That was your, okay. Well, yep. Well, we each have our own thing. Yep. Yep. Just thought I would share that <laughs> with you. At least she wasn't like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was probably one of those in there. Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you do a hobo harm? I put zero. Okay, yeah, yeah me too. Hobo fight? Uh, mine is uh, Kai Wu Lee versus Yikea lamp section. Ooh. <laughs> the entire lamp section. Whole thing. He just baseball slide <laughs> into everything. And it'll be like that Ikea commercial where you feel bad for the lamp and then the guy's like, well, you feel sorry for the lamp? Yeah. Just it, a lamp. And he just crushes it with an axe <laughs> yeah, kick yeah. on his sixth attempt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try one try two <laughs> yeah he's just he's give him and give him takes yeah um what is your hobo fight um i said this group of people versus the characters in the movie clue right so, yeah <laughs> i the characters in the movie clue clearly have so that. much better yes you tim can't curry. compete with tim curry <laughs> yeah. he wins of course Martin he does Mull. <laughs> they're all it's all good stuff yes this episode is clearly trying to capture that clue feeling yes, it's not bad clue bad bad Clue. Bad bad clue. <laughs> Are you ready for the next episode of Bad Bad Clue? I'm so ready. Definitely a Wolf Bounty song. Just saying. Yeah, Bad Bad Clue. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> but yes, uh, tell me about it. It is the Three Monkeys of Barrahar, Part Two. <laughs> Yay. Synopsis: All of the statuettes disappear, and the hobo works with one of the hotel's most scrupulous staffers to solve the mystery. Ooh. Wow. It's exciting stuff. I bet if I looked at the stats <laughs> when we put these out, we're gonna see like the listenership just drop <laughs> off a cliff. Yeah, they'll probably get like five <laughs> minutes into this episode and be like, you know what? No, I'll come back in yeah. episode four. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> sorry. Okay. All right. Well, until we meet again, fellow hobos, hop on that train and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan, and I've been Katie. Take care. Bye.